0: gentlemen boys and girls welcome to the sap the sex actually podcast your home for the best dating relationship and emotionally uh seductive material out there as always it is your host dave neal with your other host tasha courtney hey tasha hey what up oh hey what up are we here we're young we're playing to the kids hey what up foo how you doing fam <laughs> doing all right we've had a long day today uh just to catch everyone up renovating, uh, scrubbing tiled floors, redoing our kitchen. Uh, for everyone who's just listening, go check out the YouTube and see all the uh, changes we've made. We've really sucked the 550 square feet out of this studio, I must say. There isn't a wasted space, yeah. right, Tasha?
1: Oh, it looks really good. I'm proud of us. My back is aching, but I'm really excited with how things are looking in this place quarantine has given us a lot of uh time to just make upgrades
0: <laughs> i've i've uh, unlocked the secret to uh collaborating with tasha it is five milligrams of edibles that's what it is i gave tasha five milligrams of chocolate and uh one second i'm scrubbing the tiles i come back an hour later and she's just detailed the inside of a microwave
1: (laughs) uh that microwave hasn't been cleaned properly in six years so i think it's okay that i took a little extra time on it and then like
0: no one i didn't know you were high until you made yourself a sandwich and started eating it over the sink like a fucking stepdad (laughs) (laughs) imagine tasha just with a big ass sandwich hanging out over the sink just no plate, just crumbs. I no, not a plate. Well, I, made
1: a, I made it on a plate. Well,
0: not in my story. It didn't. <laughs> Big week for podcasts, Tasha Marie. Huh? Have you heard all the news? What are you looking for right now? What the fuck? I just,
1: babe, you're, relax. You're
0: literally looking underneath the table.
1: Yeah, there's a thing in the rug. I just wanted to see what it looked like, okay? Do you
0: think this is good for people with ADD or, or um, you know...
1: I think Paralyzing. it's probably annoying for everyone who listens, so maybe you could just chill yourself out.
0: What if we got you a SAP certified uh car restraint for that seat so you so you wouldn't the second we hit the record button you're you're trying to look at the under underneath the table. Dave, just relax. You got a lot going Were you about on. to say something? It's a big week for podcasts. Joe Rogan got a 100 million dollar contract and some people are saying it's actually that's understated that it's actually a $200 million contract just to take his podcast over to Spotify. Literally, he doesn't have to do anything different. He just puts it up on a different server.
1: But it's true that anytime somebody makes a big change like that, where they might potentially, I mean, Spotify, you have to have a Spotify membership, right?
0: No, you can do Spotify for free.
1: You, you yeah. Also, you can
0: absolutely have Spotify for free. Just get ads or something. I'll tell you what's annoying. Cause I have the, I have the paid the $10 a month Spotify, which now comes with Hulu. So it's really a net positive. You got to do it. Subscribe folks. Uh, actually I get nothing out of that. So I don't care where you listen, but we are on Spotify. Not many. I don't, I don't think we have many people listening. I don't, I don't, I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify, but, uh, they have the best playlist in curated music. Yeah, so for me, to To pay the ten bucks and just you know to not have commercials, you can listen to anything you want on Spotify. Anyway, I didn't mean to make this an advert for Spotify because they haven't paid me two hundred million. I'll tell you that, folks. Join the Patreon. But uh, it's it's interesting because the craziest shit happened in the in the in a twenty four hour window in podcasting. And one end, you've got Joe Rogan's podcast getting a hundred to two hundred million dollar contract, and then on the other hand, you have the Call Your Daddy saga which i've been trying to fill you in about but i don't think you give one or two shits about but yeah
1: i don't really care about it but um yeah all i know about it is what i've heard from you
0: so here's what's going on i'm gonna i'm gonna take you back to the beginning Uh, we're we're gonna take you from the beginning to where it is can we do
1: like a cliff notes version like I'm gonna maybe try the, not okay. to go in too
0: okay. much de- perfect <laughs> too Cl- much- cliff notes version okay. two young 20 year old chicks meet up and again i could be wrong with it but we're gonna wax poetic we're gonna dust over the we're gonna cut the corners on this one they meet up at south and again the some of the details might be wrong so just leave a comment if if, if i'm wrong these two chicks alex and Sophia they become friends randomly at like South by Southwest, some, some, some festival they're having drinks at a bar and they start talking about sex one night. They're just at the bar talking about sex. Next thing you know, dudes probably just like, you know, hungry for some of that action start surrounding them and they get an audience that starts listening to them. And someone says, you guys should do this. And so they're like, all right, cool. So they form a podcast called Call Daddy and uh, they do two, three episodes and then all of a sudden Portnoy at Barstool wants to ha- have them come on. So then he hires them, basically buys their podcast, buys the the intellectual property of it and pays them each $70,000 their first year in this contract. So
1: that's their salary to produce one episode a week is 70 yeah. grand.
0: Yeah, and Sophia each. just does the episode. Uh, Wait, Alex, seventy grand. Each? Se- yeah, each. Sophia does the does the podcast, but Alex was the one who edits it all together. They do, they shoot for like three hours and edit it and make it all tight. They do all the swipe ups and the Instagrams this and that. And the whole podcast is them apparently just talking about like sucking dick, you know, celebrity bangs, and you know they're in that kind of like young twenties, thirsty, uh, New York socialite scene. So they start doing the podcast. It goes bananas. It goes it just goes off it hits this it kind of hits this market that nobody else had hit and it becomes one of the top podcasts in the world because of bonuses they both end up making off uh, like over 400 close to five hundred thousand dollars their first year just in bonuses so then what happens is And again, this is from me listening to different sides of the story, which is so funny as an indie podcaster to hear this because you you know when we wake up and we have a new Patreon member, I'm like, hey, babe, we got a new $5. That's really cool. And then these girls are making almost $500,000 as in, you know, but that's the market, right? That's the market. So anyway... A lot of people start getting in their ear telling them they're underpaid because, of course, you know, Barstool's making money, you know, they're making way more than that, but they're also pushing out their content. They, well, and think
1: about, uh, you know, men in the podcasting game, which is not hard to do because it's mostly men. But uh, if you think about other wildly successful podcasts like Joe Rogan or Bill Burr or whatever, people who are kind of one-man shows and they own all of their content. Like Joe Rogan, I mean, think about how much money he's making on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Just the YouTube. Not millions, sponsorships. Millions, just YouTube. Not, you know, not anything else. Not merch, not sponsorships. Just Selling YouTube out
0: arenas.
1: Because... That's his own thing. It's his own intellectual property.
0: But these girls were were one was just collecting unemployment. You know, tr- you know, making vlogs. So, so that's I'm saying that's where they were until Barstool. So that's them. where
1: everybody was until something. Clicked. But wait,
0: like like say so uh, my buddy was a compo- is a composer and he got hired to com- to compose the video game of Star Wars. So so Lucas Productions or whatever it's called sends you to their villa has you. C- do it, and then you walk out of there with no memory cards attached to you. They like search you to yeah, make sure totally. because they own the IP. So that's what. The, so this this whole this whole uh, kerfuffle is that a term has been over over IP. So what happened was they 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 heard from. But
1: if you think about it, they are the talent. You know, like I understand that Barstool came in and kind of gave them just like, you know, being on a podcast network kind of gives you that boost. But Barstool already has their fan base. They already have a solid cult of people who listen to them, who watch the things that they recommend, who listen to the things that they recommend. So while it's true that Barstool had some sort of piece in catapulting them to the next level
0: both legally it
1: doesn't matter i hate when you interrupt me like this because (laughs) it resets my brain my point is getting to astronomical success happens with for for multiple reasons but If you were a shitty podcast and Barstool was pushing a shitty podcast, it wouldn't be successful. Of course, they've got the
0: talent. Of course. So it
1: it really, don't discount that their stories, their storytelling, their talent, their comedy.
0: Dick sucking.
1: All that they do is a big part of the reason why it got successful. Yeah, it's nice to have a boost from a big company with a large audience. And they were rightfully
0: bonused and and also renegotiated their contracts. But what happened was they're under a three, your contract and i guess legally it's it's you're not supposed to be renegotiating out, outside and uh what what happened was they just ghosted on barstool starting in mid-april so every episode that they that they didn't show up barstool was losing a hundred thousand dollars in sponsorship but that deals. shows
1: just how valuable their podcast is
0: i get it but don't take the side of them necessarily because no, they're I'm breaching just- a contract
1: okay but some people get put in shitty contracts all the time i mean kesha was forced to work with our rapist allegedly yeah
0: well, the, well these people were bonused up to half a million dollars so it's a little
1: well know, they, but they were treated no, no. well for Th- their but over-performing if they're losing contract. you said the numbers to me earlier a hundred thousand dollars per episode times 52 weeks so a year five million
0: <laughs> so let us know yeah sure
1: uh, that's what you said
0: i'd have to do the math but that sounds about right
1: do, you've got your hundred thousand right dollars you. an episode
0: for fifty-two episodes. Sounds like five point two million. That sounds like the right deal could I, could I be off by a decimal? maybe? Yeah.
1: Which is a big difference.
0: Well, hundred. Okay. If they make a hundred, if hundred thousand and 52 is 5.2 million okay. divided by two. So you're talking about 2.6 million each in revenue,
1: but bare minimum New
0: York city, New York city studios,
1: bare minimum. So it might actually be more if they're talking about like they're losing a hundred thousand dollars in revenue. They're probably getting way more than that in sponsorship money. They're paying out salary. So their net loss is a hundred thousand dollars per episode. So there's no reason if this company if they're bringing in over five million dollars in ad sales that these people shouldn't be allowed to renegotiate to get a bigger piece of the pie because honestly the show wouldn't exist without them so they are the talent they can try and bring in new people okay so let me they they own the ip they could bring in new people to host this podcast but they won't do that you know why because they know that other people are it's not the same so let me catch up they're the talent and they're a big part of why that show is successful
0: and they stuck together sophia and alex stuck together and uh no one really knew what was going on but then we find out that apparently they had been shopped around to other podcast networks including wondery apparently they were going to go over to wondery which we'll talk about later in this episode when when we interview mike but so so hold on hold on let me interject
1: When you're trying to negotiate a raise for yourself at your corporate advertising job or whatever, your fashion design job, whatever it is, if you've been at a company for a long time and you think you're due for a raise and you've got a six-month review coming up, you can get comps. Why wouldn't you get comps? Go on Glassdoor.com. Find out what other people in your same position are making, you know, or your job hunting because you're not really necessarily 100% all in at your current job. So maybe you take a couple interviews, maybe a headhunter calls you, somebody's trying to recruit you. So you take a couple interviews just to wait and see, and you get an offer from a company and that offers double your current salary. And you're like, Holy shit. Wow. My, my current employer has been drastically undervaluing me all this time. And you know, you don't know for sure that you want to make the move to the other company. Maybe you want to stay at your current company, but you bring that offer Look, to I- your boss, to HR, whatever you can say, listen, I've got this other company trying to recruit me and they're offering me this salary. I'm, content here but i would like a promotion and i would like a raise of whatever percentage of
0: course so that this is all that this is all what happened but you can't when you're under a three year contract you in good faith can't go negotiate with other people and what happened and this is a big deal is that sophia's boyfriend is a senior vp at hbo so he's basically hired to do hbo shit but he's trying to get his chick a job and use his connections. But he's not
1: her manager. If he facilitates if, if he, a couple introductions, it's not like
0: But he, so apparently he puts his neck on the deal. line for them and then Alex, who's the one who edits and does all the work, is like, "Oh my gosh, but Barstool's actually come back. Barstool offered them like half a million up front, bonuses, uh merch, and Barstool offered to give them their IP back when their contract was over, which is basically like when you're done making a half million a year here, well they Barstool said we'll cut the contract 6 months short. All you got to do is show up for for the next year. well, And at the end of it, we'll give you everything you want. Because right now, if they went to Wondery or somewhere else, they're going with their name, Sophia and Alex. They're not going with Caller Daddy and every little thing that came out of it, every saying, every merch, every every little thing they don't own. They they, they gave that up at 70000 a year plus bonuses. So what happens is we find out that the, the girls were not on the same page. Once Barstool offered to give them the world, uh, Sophia was still like, no, we're out. And Alex was like, I don't think we're out. So that you, you got the biggest podcast in the world, essentially, at least for women, the biggest podcast in the world splits up. Alex comes back. Now, Alex is go- going back as like the savior, the person who actually produces it, edits it, does all the work. She's going back to Barstool and apparently her episode will come out this Wednesday, whereas Sophia is left with the slimy uh hbo exec who tried to stab everyone in the back hbo also did a hit piece on barstool so these there's like they're bloodthirsty it's 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 weird and all of a sudden sophia is has nothing she doesn't have the podcast she was she co-created i mean
1: there is something to be said about don't bite the hand that feeds there is something to be said about dance with the one that brung you but you know there's listen you're just reading gossip on the internet Okay, I'm near Post. I'm all in it. You don't know exactly what's going on. There's got to be a reason that Sophia still said no when they got offered all that they were asking for. And maybe it's just a toxic environment. Maybe she doesn't want to do it anymore. Maybe she wants to do something else. It's
0: sad that they I, were best friends and they actually didn't record at the studios. They did it on their own time and they were just like, they, they kind of became socialites out of it. They were making crazy money. Yeah, it's, it's too bad, but it's fascinating to watch because this could be easily, you know, and again, I know this has not much to do with what we do as a podcast, but it's interesting as podcasters that that much money was being thrown around. And, uh, and I will say that they were sort of doing a good job Job in in one aspect of negotiating because they were able to get Barstool to give them the world. I mean, they really were able to get. Well, it
1: shows just how valuable.
0: Yeah, by the by the end of it, Barstool only was taking like a majority of the liquor sales, and I'm going liquor sales. They have a fucking liquor. Like you know, you're killing it in podcasting when you have a liquor. Like, like there's only a couple radio you sh- mean at
1: live shows or something.
0: No, like they're making their own liquor. That's probably gonna be sold in stores or some shit like that. No, I'm not kidding. It's crazy. Anyway. And, and uh, there's a, uh, you know, there's other podcasters that have, there's one guy that has his own type of um, sangria. <laughs> like they, when you're big or, or there's a few comics that have tequilas that have like made a crazy amount of money because when you, when you do get into like higher end beverages, you can make a fortune. But anyway, it was interesting that, that, uh, the, to, to watch the drama unfold as indie podcasters that we are thinking of what can we do to go into into our lives with the mindset that we're worth something like that amount of money when this when these girls were just shooting the shit and they had something they believed in and it took off what's the and i'm not saying we're a failure and they're a success but what the difference is between starting a wildfire and a movement and what what's not is interesting and i think you know and not to say that we can't break baby we're going to be breaking big time now that there's you know some now that the caller daddy audience is all fragmented come over to the sap baby because once they, once they get too old for dick sucking, they're going to want relationship advice like we have here, because there's no dick sucking happening here, folks, uh, over here at the SEP. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, anyway, um, so I don't know. It's, it's interesting, though. It's interesting that there's this kind of crazy money being thrown around for people that are just creating audio. It's like we're living in the 1930s. This is all for radio, you know, podcast. Very interesting. Uh this episode, are you ready to get into this episode? Sure. We just had an awesome chat uh and uh we're gonna share with you guys with our friend Michael Albarici and his long term partner Elaine. How are you guys?
2: Doing well. Doing well.
3: I like um, your good to see you guys.
0: I like your hair, man. What's what's what look is that?
3: Uh <laughs> I think I think I gotta go in twenty three and me and uh find out that I'm part Jewish.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got you definitely have screenwriter hair.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I'm writing my first
0: screenplay too. There you go. You got tormented screenwriter face. Have you face. guys
1: ever heard there was there's this like back when they were recruiting um Native American trackers for like I don't know, the Vietnam War or some more way back in the day. They were they realized that when they cut the trackers' hair off because they all had long hair and they made them get buzz cuts to go in the army or whatever that they lost some of their tracking ability so there's a theory that your hair is like an antenna and that having longer hair means you're like more in tune and more creative
3: I I can dig that I I feel I totally looking at myself and I feel I feel more creative I'm not even gonna lie to you
0: (laughs) now Elaine you're doing his hair you're the barber
2: I'm trying to I
0: I
3: don't know. <laughs> definitely cried out too much. I think she did a great job. It's the first time she ever cut anybody's hair. I mean, it's you know. a,
0: It's the longest. Of oh, yeah, you watch some YouTube tutorials? Well, this week, I don't know what day, but Tasha's going to cut me a mullet. I'm going full mullet. Uh,
1: no. Yeah, because it's so long. Like, some of this hair is so long. And so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do one of those like Euro kind of mullets where it's, like, shorter on the, the sides, mullet? just right here. And it's got, like, it's, like, thick. And I'll have to show you guys an inspo picture. <laughs> like Dave posted the a, There's this show that I like, Casa de Papel, that's, uh, like, a Spanish bank heist show. And one of the actors on there has a really good, like, euro mullet. That's what I'm going to try and do with Dave's hair next week. And it's long enough in the back yeah. that, like, I totally think it's going to look rad.
3: Let me see it in the back, Dave. You let me
0: see the in the back oh okay yeah so so let me, let, let me just clarify for you guys she wants to cut my hair to look like an actor can you imagine if I was like hey babe I got you this miracle bra so your tits will be pushed up like that actress on that porno I watch yeah how would that how would that play out you know,
3: Whatever. dude, that's a great joke right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny.
0: So what's going on? Are you that's guys really are you guys thriving? What's happening? We're 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 at the hopefully the tail end of this quarantine. What's give us the full uh, state of the union with you two?
3: I hate to sound like corny or anything like that, but I mean, I don't know if it's. I think it might be an an, an, uh, an indictment on myself. Like I, I'm, a, I, we have been fine with just each other. Like like you know, knock on wood, we have not. Like I, I, I'm sure you guys have like talked to yourselves on on your on the staff about like how many couples are just totally fucking breaking up. How many are forced to live with each other right now? You yeah. know, like just like like just on an economic level, they're forced to live with each other. You know, like I, I it's so it's it's got. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be love stories made. You know, ten years from now mm-hmm. about today you know, it's either like, just, like uh, bringing people. out the
1: best in people or it's bringing out the worst. Like yeah. if you guys aren't on solid ground 100%. as a, as a couple, this is totally how it all comes crumbling out from underneath you. Yeah. Hell yeah. Or if you're in a good place, yeah. you end up feeling like way more bonded and way stronger. How yeah. are we doing? And we're the latter. Thank
3: God. Yeah. What about you guys?
1: I think, we're, I think oh, it's boy. been really nice <laughs> for us actually. In the beginning was definitely like an emotional roller coaster for me anyway, but when I got secure in like not having a job and then being home all the time, like once I got over that initial hump, I think we've had a, I think we've done really well. Don't Bruh, you?
0: I've been just sneaking edibles into her food <laughs> just to calm her down. She's, she is by far her own worst enemy. I mean, no one can make, no one would ever talk to, Tasha, the way she, you talk to you know what i mean so by her, like her like her yeah. her biggest kryptonite and we're we're all probably this way her biggest kryptonite is being alone with her thoughts and having too much time to ponder life's existence that's a dangerous dark hole she goes down into <laughs> so my job is like being her like zoom mom i'm like we're going to bake some brownies today <laughs> like i'm keeping it because if we if it, if the water gets too still it's going to be like Day, what are we even doing with our lives? What the fuck? You know, like, it's like, we don't need that. So we're, we're just riding, we're riding the storm out, you know? Have you guys learned, like, um, sorry, have you guys, like, uh learned anything new about yourselves through this time? Because you guys have been together for a while.
2: Yeah, um, have we learned? No, that's the thing, you know? It's actually been, like, kind of like on a vacation. Yeah, it's a,
3: yeah. It, you know, the dog, the dog is a different thing, yeah. you know? Like, you know we got a dog, right? Yep.
2: He's been loving yeah, yeah. it's
3: just like, he, he he's obviously loving it. The fact that we're always here, you know, like, uh, God, I wish we had more con- conflict, to be honest with you. Like, you know,
1: <laughs> I, I, it
3: would be more interesting to talk about. But, I mean, I don't know. I would love to tell you that, like, oh, my God, the day this shit ends, this bitch. <laughs> I can't wait. But, uh, you know, I, I, I guess the, the better question is uh, – you know, the, the the professional careers, because we're all, except for Elaine, of course, we're all, you know, uh, what's the word? Unconventionally employed is the best way to employ it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, Elaine works from home. I am actually richer than I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, it, 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 look, I'm not trying to, it's just very fortunate what's going on, you know. Um,
0: but, dude, you know, what that, say, man. you know what that is? It goes to show how how low the bar is that we set for ourselves as comedians oh cuz like we've basically whittled down our break even to being so low that when the government decides to give us a couple rubles we're like dude we're we're profiting more yeah. than we ever did before you know
3: it's ridiculous yeah i don't even really i don't even know how to comfortably talk about it
1: <laughs> it's interesting because dave for sure has been so motivated and so creative and has truly blown me away with like his amount of just like hard work and dedication that requires no boss. You know what I mean? He's just like a very like hard working and dedicated person without anybody telling him what to do. So he's been left alone for eight weeks or whatever it is without... without a job to go to that's sapping his energy without, you know, like all of those sort of external things that distract you. And he's been here working nonstop on so many different projects and it's made, it's just made me super impressed. And it makes me think that like, wouldn't it be nice if the United States did like many other countries do with universal basic income because you've you realize just how many people like being an artist is so hard to make a living it's just so hard and there I guarantee that there are so many brilliant artists out there you know like van gogh level brilliant artist that never Create the art they're meant to create because they have to slave away at some job to make ends meet. And wouldn't it be nice if the government made it so either, you know, your minimum wage job was enough to live that you didn't have to work 85 hours just to pay your bills or, you know, like gave us a stipend so that people who are just meant to be creative and meant to be creating things have the freedom to do that.
3: Yo, Tasha, and you're so right. And then another thing is, when I said, like, I'm richer than I've ever been, that is such, like, it, it's in a lot of it's in jest, but it's like, you're right. It's just this little bit of crumbs, like Dave said, that we've been given to, like, breathe a little bit, you know? Like, we're, but, and, 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 by the way, I'm, I'm lucky. I, I, there's people out there, man, obviously, that are fucked, you know, for whatever reason. Like, you know, they, they didn't have the right job or, you know, whatever it may be. But uh, you're yeah. It, it's just like man, like just the burden of even if you're doing a bullshit job like Uber, that isn't backbreaking. It's still just just sapping any kind of artistic, you know. You know whatever. what's funny?
0: You know what's yeah. funny is I get goosebumps thinking about it. But we we I'm trying to wax poetic about the gigs we do. But we we are the generation of comedians that did every like. Ride share gig you could think of. I remember there's been plenty of times like I remember you and I, we've gone to like Mike's and then we're like, I don't know, we're getting a slice of pizza after or tacos and then, and then you go and you do five hours of Uber after that or something. And You know, like it's just so, it's. We've
3: done your podcast in your car while you were like, you know, you were, you, you'd be in front of a club, you know, uh, you would do, we would uh, go into your car, you would, we would do it together. I think maybe you would have a, a show in about like a half hour. We'd do the podcast then you would be on the road. Right after that. Yeah. And and I would be, too. My car would be behind yours. I know. (laughs)
2: So...
0: Yeah, man. It's just wild. It's it's wild, and it's but I think it's good. It's good to consider like what uh you know we we have this like mantra we've been saying like wouldn't it be, like what if it all worked out? And I don't mean that in like a sort of whimsical way, but it's all gonna work out. So if you can if you can picture all the time and energy you put into your creative work, your stand up, writing a screenplay, and actually know that there's a buyer on the other end, and it might not be right away, but I feel like it it creates more of a driven purposeful uh, way of creating versus like, I guess I'll tell jokes for 10 years and see if anybody likes me. You know? Oh
3: my gosh. Right on the head, bro. Yeah, and, and that's another thing, man. Like, um, the, the fact that I've been given a little bit of time to breathe. Uh, dude, think about this. You know, I, I and the only reason I'm doing this screenplay is just because obviously the opportunity is right now. But this thing has been on my mind for 15 years. It just won't go away. So it's like <laughs> now, it's like, I get the chance. You know, and look, I just, look, you know, everybody has their uh, work ethic. I think your work ethic is totally uh, attached to your DNA in a lot of ways, right? And and look, I have the work ethic to do 40 hours to 50 hours of work a week to pay the bills plus do stand-up, and that's about it, man. That's all I got, you know? But now that I don't have really a job anymore, but I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm able to eat. But, dude, this screenplay will be written. It has to be written now.
0: Good know? for you, man. It's
3: just, uh, I'm so thankful. yeah.
0: No, it's it's
3: thankful. And and another thing about it is that I'm going to just be so proud of myself when this thing is filing on paper. You know, it'll be an achievement no matter what happens to it. I will be happy. It will make it will bring happiness to my life, which will in turn bring happiness to Elaine's life. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and it's just like putting you in right. that creative mindset, right? Like you start being creative, you realize how fulfilling it is, and then you keep being creative. So even if it's not this thing, even if it's just what yeah. opens the doors to like your creative flow, I mean, the benefits are just countless.
0: You know, we've been... Um,
1: it just it spreads out through everything.
0: Yeah, we've, we've been talking yeah. about you know, needing like looking for the structure to create. So a lot of what, what we've done, the research, you know, we've looked into like why we procrastinate, where is that resistance coming from? And it really all comes down to like when you don't have the framework or even a direction to go in, it's easier to procrastinate if you don't know what you're doing. Like it's easy to build an Ikea bookshelf. They make it pretty, you know, it's a little time consuming. You might break something or have a few extra but there screws. Are
1: like well laid directions. It's all spelled out for you on paper. It's step one, step two, step three. But so when you don't have that totally. perfect path, step one, step two, step three, laid out in front of you, it can be like a mental roadblock to get totally. started.
2: Totally. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that,
3: that's the biggest difference between, say, like uh, you know, the only like achievement I can ever say that I, I you know, I have in my life, I graduated college. Uh, you know, I, you know, but it's like you were saying, there is it's an IKEA like a bunch of hoops that you jump through to eventually get that piece of paper. With what we're doing, there is no. There's no hoops. There's just oh, well, there's a bunch of hoops, but those hoops reappear, disappear. Uh, you know.
1: Yeah, and they're not in a straight line. They're you. like they're over there, the over there. Yeah, you're, you're like running a zigzag. <laughs> out
3: there running around. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah, it's yeah. like you and, want. And, and, yeah, you want me to know how to get to the destination, but there's no map, and I don't know where I'm going. You just got to keep your eyes open, yeah, and, and, and when and something just feels just good,
3: the hoops are a bunch of fat white guys in suits.
0: <laughs> you know, what's crazy is like, like they're saying like comedy central might be done. So all of these gatekeepers that we always used as these like sort of man, you know, man behind the curtain, you know, the wizard of Oz, they're kind of all gone. Oh my God. It's me, you and YouTube, baby. Hey,
3: for you, buddy. Yeah. For you, man, this is going to be a turning point. And well, for both of us, but you just would come to mind right away, man. This is like what Joe Rogan just did. You know,
0: insane with the, with the
3: Spotify shit. Like, 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 with what you and Tasha are doing. Like, you guys have to be like, your eyes must have lit up like Christmas trees. You know? <laughs> like, like it, it, it must have been great, right? Well, the news.
0: I I wouldn't say. I mean, we don't you know like we've been pushing really hard to get new patreon members and people like monetizing and all that but the the honest truth is where we've been like the the thing i've noticed and i don't want to talk about it too much is that on the podcast apps we just get buried nobody ever finds us if they're looking for podcasts
1: specifically about like organic growth and searchability in that like the podcast app doesn't regularly feature small podcasts it features new and noteworthy so if a celebrity launches their podcast that's obviously going to get featured or if you have like good pr team to be submitting you under like themes and stuff
0: bro you've got these dog shit companies like wondery Dog shit, right? They're worth a hundred, two hundred million dollars, right? They are bullshit they'll they'll take your podcast they'll put 15 advertisements in every 8 minutes right and then whenever they have a new podcast it goes number 1 on the on the apple charts it's just like insanity oh, anyway it's a machine it's a it's a fucking machine but the whole point okay. of the whole point of it is you just don't need it and so what what we've been focusing more on is getting the podcast content on YouTube where people actually do find it and i had two messages yesterday come to me mm-hmm. and i go oh shit who's this and i was like oh by the way where did you find us you know and they're and it's always like oh I I saw one of your YouTube videos and then it comes back around. So the key is, you know, I think with comedy is like the overarching umbrella of like Mike Albarici is like you, you've got your name. That's it. And then underneath that, you've got stand up. You got, you writing a screenplay. It's so it's like all you'll ever have is your name and whatever you attach to it. That's it. You might get a comedy central show. They might go bankrupt. You might get a Quibi show. Some guy just got a Quibi show. What the fuck is Quibi? You know what I mean? They really? spent hundred and fifty million dollars creating this app, and then a pandemic happens. So, what's up with CISO? You know how much money was spent on CISO? What CISO? Exactly. People had all <laughs> all their comedy specials went to CISO. S E E S O.
3: Yeah, I had never even. Fucking
0: heard of that, man! Oh, oh, you what kidding? The- oh, man! You, do you know how many comics had? Uh, jo- uh, Joey Diaz had his album on CISO. Um, uh, the other, the other dude, uh, a ton of comics put all their time and energy, sold their shit to CISO. CISO got like bought up and buried, and then no one has their content anymore. Guys like, uh, guys like Andrew uh, Schultz, who uh, who releases his album on YouTube. Mark Norman released his album on YouTube. It's already got a million and a half views. That's just the way to be. It's like. You can't trust anybody but your own, your own RSS feed, your own channel, you know, it's just in everyone who thought they had these like jobs that were super secure, half of those aren't going to go back to normal. Like Elaine, how are you, how are you doing? Are you, are you stable? Are you working from home?
2: Yeah, so far so good. Um, We're in advertising and we have a lot of big companies, so that's been kind of holding us afloat. Um definitely pivoting. I think from so I'm HR, the HR manager for like the most of my time has just been kind of like checking in on everybody on quarantine. So that's like a whole new that's a whole different like thing to get into. Like I'll just like message people like, How are you doing? And like most people are like, One um, I'm grateful to have uh, a relationship and rapport with employees where the, I'm approachable and I'm like friendly. But too, it's also like, oh shit, HR is reaching out to me. What does that mean? <laughs> um, like, you know, they got a little nervous. But yeah, it like for me, I,
3: she's cried. A, she's cried uh, quite a few times in the last couple of months. You know, yeah. with delivering certain news and.
0: Oh my yeah. gosh, you know, I can't imagine. That
3: yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, Elaine. Yeah, she's- you kids have slept on the street
2: because of this woman <laughs> Dang,
0: I'm kidding. I'm women have that power Elaine do you do you <laughs> do you have HR voice when you talk to Michael about certain things do you have to call him into your office
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah, you can let ma- him know that it's household no, let, policy let, let me, to put look, your dishes guys, away guys, let me bring it let
3: me bring it back to spare one because look I want to say one thing because like I, I, you know it's been a long time since all four of us have really gotten together to chat right so so uh since we've gotten a dog, you know, and obviously you got the pup and everything, I hope he's doing well.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's doing good.
3: Yeah, that's good. So, so the one thing I wanted to ask you guys was because, uh, okay, so it's your dog, right?
1: Yeah, although it's our yeah, dog now. Don't... Daddy, daddy does well, a lot of doggy care. But you had it
3: before you got together. Yeah.
1: Right?
3: Okay, so so you know we got this dog together. Okay, so oh, I guess it would be a little different, but. The one thing that really happened with us was uh, the, n- the number of times, uh, you know, I don't know what the it's not whatever, you know, what I'm talking about went down, you know, and it wasn't it wasn't like we were like it was us like chemistry and all that, whatever. But it was like but we were OK, with it. it was like parents. Like, you mean you,
0: you mean know. to say you're having less sex because you had a dog to take care of? Is that what you're saying? Uh,
3: less is a kind word. I don't <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like no, no. But like, and it's not bad. You know, like, <laughs> you know it, it's like. It's like I'm saying, man, this little motherfucker over here is the biggest cock block that ever
0: existed. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's there's a like, lot of dogs that will like crazy, man. when there's a lot of dogs that like if you're having sex, they like go nuts. But our dog couldn't give two shits if we're getting frisky. You know, our dog's got his Dude, balls cut off so long ago. He just doesn't care.
1: Yeah, he kind of doesn't care. Every oh, once in a while you'll look like, over you and see him, him looking at you. But I don't know.
3: Our dog, our dog is uh, like, just, it can sense when we're even like, like our heart is starting to beat a little bit differently. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll just get up and get between us. Like, <gasps> Mike, Mike put his hand around Elaine, So let me uh, get between them. So nothing happens at all <laughs> for like the next week.
1: Wait, is your dog a boy or a girl? Oh, you guys are having fun. I'm having fun too. Uh, it's a boy. boy. It's a boy. It's a boy. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he's just, like, I know that things, you know, uh, because it'll be, what, it'll be, it's September, so, you know, but it's just, uh, we've, I I don't know, we've had to adjust a lot to that, you know, so, uh, I guess it's, uh, you know, modern this is parent parenting in today's world with dogs I, i'm
0: gonna say it, we're parents so. dude we're, we're spoiled when it comes to like not having kids like uh in today's climate my sister's got four kids and she's got to be like a full-time mom what? and then and then she's like got to zoom go to their zoom classes it's like bro this has to be the worst time to have kids oh
1: i mean yeah luckily school's almost out but i can't imagine like say you were working from home And having to make sure that your kids logged on to their Zoom at the the right time and like doing their homework and making meals. It's like it's hard enough to think that you're like working from home or navigating that or just doing kids school. But for the moms who work and are having to take care of their kids at the same time. Boy, I just can't imagine. I think no, it'll be yeah, good once school's over.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. a lot of a lot of employees that I check in with. Yeah, that's like one of the issues. Is like I can't like work a hundred percent and take and have and basically school my kid a hundred percent at the same time. And like it, they're they're going nuts.
1: Yeah, so, totally. Uh, and so you don't here, want to let anybody down, but like you, also like we all just have to kind of temper our expectations. This is a weird ass time. We'll get back to full productivity in a few just months. our whole
3: belief. We're not. Yeah, we're not having kids. That's just not happening. Not
0: <laughs> happening. Now, I wanted to get back to uh, something you had mentioned. That's like you. You, you said that this quarantine this whole you know pandemic stay at home it's just been a chance to like catch your breath it's so sad that that's what everyone feels it's so sad that we we all just you know because so so often it's like you go on a you go on a five six day vacation you're more exhausted when you get back i mean you really do need like sometimes several months of just like clearing i mean like we we've put all this energy into home renovations because it's like we're trying to we're trying to make our place as vloggable studio lighting tiktok central sure. we're just trying to oh create God, content yeah. And in order to do that, you have to like sure. look like you you know you got to squeeze every inch of the uh, you know the place out. But but um, how has what have you what have you c- realized with the extra time you've had to not have to be you know running a thousand miles an hour? Like what what conclusions have you come to?
3: Well, it's just I, the conclusions I've came to is uh, God. I'm trying not to turn this political or anything. I really don't. But it's just the world's going to change. The world is totally going to change. You know, like you know, as far as like businesses are going to find out that they don't need to rent out huge buildings for their office, you know, whatever it's going to, you know, there's going to be a few essential people going to offices. Now offices are going to be smaller. Uh, as far as like comedy is concerned, man, as soon as we're allowed to like get back on stage and I don't, I don't know how that's going to happen. It, it's, that scares me a lot because I was talking to, um, you know, Dante Chang, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's a buddy of mine. So we're, I was talking to him and he was telling me he, Okay, he knows somebody that has their ear to the ground pretty well or whatever, and he's saying, like, best-case scenario if California does everything right, we may be able to continue comedy to some capacity in September. And that's if we do everything right. And he's saying, worst case, if things kind of go wrong, December or beyond. For just regular, like, just to even get the ball rolling on that shit.
1: And comedy clubs are going to look way different if people have to sit six feet apart. You know, like how to win. When-
3: that is going to be, that's not going to be comedy. That's, it's going to be so fucking weird. And then, and then another thing is, well, here's the one thing I do know is that, uh, Dave, you remember like when we actually first were friends, like I was the producer, right? I mean, I was putting together shows and all that. I'm getting right back into that shit. People are going to be so hungry for live content. I'm going to, I'm just going to put on my producer hat, man. I'm, I'm just going to start booking shows. I'm really good at it. I'm, I'm good at getting people together, getting people out. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to do that again. It was fun. I mean, it's hard work and it does take away from the focus of actually just doing comedy. But I, I really miss just putting together a solid show and, and people having a good time. And, People are going to be so thirsty for that, man. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Good
0: for you, man. You know the thing, uh, very, very similar thoughts that I've had, and I, I, well, a lot of times, like uh, when you, when you're in just becoming a doctor, right? You, you get your, uh, gr- you go to grad school, then you're in medical school. It's one level after another. You don't go backwards and redo undergrad school when you're in grad school. You go in that direction. With stand up, sometimes it feels like we take our foot off the gas, and next thing you know, we're back you know, with the first level open micers. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to life doing shit that I was doing before. I want to go back as a professional stand-up comedian. Yeah. Yeah. As a professional. Uh,
3: Dave, you know what my biggest problem was, bro? Was um, when I was, uh, I learned a valuable lesson. I was looking at other, the way other people were becoming relatively successful, not even successful, just, just moving up in the game, quote unquote. And I was looking at them too much, man. I was looking at other people. I'm like, what are they doing? You know, and, and I need to stop doing that, man. Like, I, I, if what, is it really taking a step back and going back to a different grade? I don't know. That's a good analogy, but I just look at it as I was good at it. I, you know, let me focus on my own success, you know? And, uh, and, and should I look at it as going, taking a step
2: back? I'm not sure.
0: No, no, I don't, no, no, no. I don't think going doing, I don't think producing shows is taking a step back. I think that's a great thing to do. I think it's a, it's a, it's a mental thing. Like I don't want to go back and just, and just say, well, I got my five uh, stages this week. I I paid to go do comedy at fourth wall. Like I I like that, but also I want to start hanging with the bigger dogs where, you know, I mean, we've done comedy, you know, eight, 10 years, you know, it, once you start doing it, you got to, you got to like either stop accepting certain levels of bullshit and no one else is going to treat you as a professional if you don't treat yourself that way. But it doesn't, I'm not saying don't do produce shows. I think that's a great idea.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm honestly just thinking about it in the level of, uh, I've missed the good times, but I also know that it is going to be in such high demand, man. Yeah, absolutely. As as, you know
1: and yeah, if it's something you're good know, at and it's your skill set that's i mean that's like you see a need and you fill it right that's how you that's yeah, how you get I'm successful sure. in business yeah. you see a need and you fill it
0: but you know 100%. especially in Los Angeles if you can th- if you can find any venue and I'd I'd love to to pr- produce with you but if you can find any venue that's outdoors out yeah. outdoor sucks for stand up but if it it's get, gonna be a if it's what we need to right do now. these uh, outdoor backyard parking oh lot God. shows
3: totally fine with that dude i'll do backyards man i'll go door to door and be like hey can i can i rent out your fucking backyard just yeah. let's just do it right you know like I, what i want is just people look man i i've I really like you said man i've had time to reflect and like I'm, I'm i'm just thinking to myself of you know when i re-enter this whole thing again you know that's another thing that you got to think about dave is that um we're we're going to be re-entering this And everybody's going to not be at square one, but kind of be starting, you know, unless you had like some kind of crazy Joe Rogan foothold on the game, you're kind of going to be like, you know, you know, not starting over, but kind of like, you know, and, and I'm looking at it as, yeah, fine, let's start over. But now I have all this fucking knowledge of everything that I've learned from the past eight years of doing it, right? Yeah, man. So I'm looking forward to just hitting it again knowledge, just different knowledge
0: yeah it's like a and, system uh, uh restart you know my 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 thing that I hate I hate in January that gyms are overcrowded and comedy clubs are overcrowded because everyone's got their ambitions I just hope I I just don't know if that's what it's gonna be like like uh my buddy Channing was telling me there's a uh, open mic that it's like a drive it's like at, in a parking lot and everyone drives up with their cars and I'm like no nah, man I want to do stand up something remotely close to stand up like I'm not doing zoom shows
2: Are you doing any of these zoom shows
0: fuck no no no. first of all Fuck no, no one's even know. asked me which is fine because i would politely say like no thanks like it's it's just it's it like uh i've i've been having fun making youtube videos and it's, it's pretty much filled my creative void uh i still because it's just a competitiveness right like stand-ups kind of like a comp- you're competing with yourself with the audience you're trying to you know it's there's a there's like a thrill to it. And uh, I get that when, when I make uh, YouTube videos, trying to like make the best product, but I'm not like having crazy success with it. I'm just hoping as I continue to get better at it, that I've eventually would like to, you know, have that be a moneymaker, you know, but, um, sure. But that's it. I mean, but, it, so, so, sorry. Yeah.
3: So, so Tasha, you, you just can't like, uh, you can't sneak on a beach and just start taking pictures and stuff like that? Or
1: yeah, like... you totally can. Um, so basically, because Dave takes all of my photos for my content that I produce myself anyway, and we're quarantining together, it's totally legit for us to shoot content ourselves. And I actually had um, my print agency reach out towards the beginning of quarantine, and she wanted to know, like, who here, just to remind me who here. Lives with a photographer. <laughs> like she wanted to know because she was packaging to clients, yeah. like um,
2: sure.
1: that people who can who can shoot their own shoots, basically. So if a client,
3: you guys have some beautiful pictures.
1: Thank you. I love you. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we've been working together a long time. I've trained him well. He has a little better of a photographic eye than he used to, but no, we, we make some, uh, some cool content. So I definitely have had people reaching out to me, smaller brands independently wanting me to shoot content for online. And then the agency has kind of got it set up too, so that she can package to two specific clients who are down for that type of stuff. This is what, they can do this is what they can do together um so i've definitely got that going on um
0: but we we, tasha would agree that because of the chance that we've had to like take a lot of time off i think you realize that the status quo just hasn't been cutting it so you know uh we're investing a lot more time into Uh, getting Tasha's uh, travel and lifestyle blog going where she can house a a lot of her content, have her story told, you know,
1: we've talked about this on previous podcasts, so I won't go too deep into it. But I think especially in the beginning, I told you it was like very much an emotional roller coaster for me. I, I think just like finally getting some space to step back from my like day to day job made me realize that it, it wasn't fulfilling me. You know, like when you're going just with the hustle and bustle every day and you're so busy all the time, you don't really notice as much. I feel Mm -hmm. like when it's not cutting it, but now having this time off and getting like a little bit of perspective, I'm realizing that while the stuff I do now is fine, I just like Dave was saying, I want to level up. I want to like, I want to be more in control of my creative process you know and 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 being able to be creative instead of just being like somebody that gets called up and shows up you know
3: yeah and i think so many so many artists yeah this is going to change the game for artists uh you know millions of us you know just uh, everything is just gonna i mean i'm really interested just to see how all, all this shit is really going to affect you know and 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 also just the hunger for fresh content and i'm kind of curious like what happens with, like, movies and TV shows that were, you know, like, like so are they not going to, like, put movies out just because people can't go to the theaters? Like, I know that's, I think, like, totally off topic, but I'm just, like, kind of curious. Like, it's just, like, I'm, I guess the question is just related to transitioning into back into the real world.
1: Well, they already with, did. Like, entertainers. You know there was they were supposed to come out with a new Mulan movie and I don't remember what the original release date was but they have already pushed that way back. So I think you're right that if they are expecting like it, a big blockbuster, they're going to wait until they can fill theaters to put it out. Or, you know, the other thing is that all I mean could Disney release it straight to Disney Plus? I don't know. That happens on HBO. That happens on Netflix where like they drop huge things and everybody tunes in. I know that's not exactly the revenue stream that like having like a movie theater blockbuster is, but uh, all the, the networks have gone to like having their own streaming platform.
0: I got a great idea. I got a million dollar idea. Can you turn the camera back on? Sure. The, the the camera we use shuts off automatically. Here's my idea. All right, well, I'll wait. I'll wait for Tasha to get back. She just got. She has to hit the thing. Just make sure that it's still going on. This, sure. I, this idea sure. is so good. I want to make sure the camera's on for it. Is, are we? <laughs> are, you, are we? good? Are we rolling? No, we're not. Hold on. A lot of dead. It's worth the dead air. What do you do? <laughs> you just got to hit the red button. You zoom in. Okay. Because uh, what you're doing. Uh, you're rolling. Okay, good. You're you're doing postmates, right? Uh yeah. Yeah. This is what they gotta do. Mm-hmm. They gotta do movies on demand at home, but when you buy the movie to stream, you also get to choose uh your soda and popcorn and then it gets postmated from <laughs> a movie theater warehouse. That's not
1: a bad idea. So yeah, we, but if it already costs eight bucks at the theater how much is it going to cost for delivery it's charged? so but
0: it's so <laughs> it's over- gonna be
1: like a forty dollar it's bucket so
0: overcharged at the theater which we already agreed to pay with I bet you if that comes from a warehouse and like say there's a or or say like the movie theater Postmates trucks already that, loaded full no, of peanut M&Ms the,
1: the trucks need to be like outfitted in the way what's that car show from back in the day where they used to put like fish tanks in cars do you know what I'm talking uh, about Pimp My Ride Pimp My Ride they I need to, like, Uh, pimp my ride, ride, uh, these delivery trucks, to have like a popcorn machine in the back so that they like open the trunk and they like scoop out the the fresh hot popcorn. Dude, the best, it needs to be hot.
0: The best movie we ever went to. I don't even remember what it was. We get all the way to Burbank AMC. We get to the movie theater. We buy our tickets. We get a giant popcorn, a bucket of diet Coke. And then we go into the movies and there's no seats next to each other. So they refunded us our movie tickets and refunded us the food we came home and just watched Netflix with a giant tub of movie theater popcorn.
1: <laughs> I had forgotten about that.
0: So like as much as I do like going to the movie theater, you still never know if you're going to be the guy who's got to sit next to the fucking 14-year-olds that are dry humping, you know, the whole time or whatever the heck's going on. We were all we were all that guy before, right? So I don't know. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that'll yeah. that'll be an industry that's changed well, I mean,
2: forever.
3: I think, seen, I think I've seen I think we've seen we're getting to the point where my dad, uh, my dad sent me a fucking spreadsheet of every uh, every favorite movie that we need to watch during this quarantine, and we've seen every single fucking one of them. We saw like I've seen like did you ever like did you ever just assume that you saw a movie and then you're just like ah oh, well you know like I, I watched it, like I never I realized I never saw Godfather from beginning to end. I've never seen it. Like I watched Godfather, Godfather Two, love them book the godfather three kids suck a big dick by <laughs>
2: <way>. uh, <laughs> but
3: like we're watching just we're watching every movie that ever was ever made you know hey man
0: you it's got you just, uh, know you got to know these movies if you're gonna try to get inspiration in we write. went
1: down a tom hanks rabbit hole we were watching all of like the old 80s and 90s tom hanks movies we watched uh big
0: we watched big and what's that
1: Joe versus the volcano. No, no. I didn't. So never we heard add of that. that. One. We also oh have to God. add the dog one to that what one. What's wrong with you? But we yeah, did. We that. did. Um, the, mer- the mermaid splash. one. Splash. Uh, Money Pit, and then the other night we watched Castaway, which like was a big movie. Like I remember when Castaway, oh, yeah, Castaway yeah, came out when I was young, and was so. Bro, I watched.
0: no, I ate an edible.
1: Actually, Dave didn't see any of it. He passed out. Immediately, I
0: passed out before he even hit the it. island. <laughs> I was, uh, uh, he was still making love to Helen Hunt, and I was fucking ready to go.
2: Dave,
3: hey, hey, tell me, uh, tell me if you ever had this happen to you. So, okay. So, like, do, do you ever, like, want to watch a movie, right? And then you, you tell Tasha, like, yo, you know, like, let's watch this movie. It's great, you know. And Tasha will say, does Tasha ever do this to you? Like, no, I'm not watching that movie. And then you just keep on going over, like, I promise you, you will like it. And then she just refuses. And then you go, well, look, let's watch the first 10 minutes. And if you don't like it, we can watch something else. And she still refuses. Like, for instance, I'm not going to mention names, but a certain woman that I, I, I suggested we watch Borat which is fucking hilarious when you agree.
0: <laughs> it's a great movie, yeah. Dave?
3: Yeah. She, Elaine refuses to fucking even watch it. It's like, what is your problem? Like
1: Sometimes we watch- the first 10 minutes, like watching the first 10 minutes, I can be convinced. You know, sometimes he'll just be well, like, let's just saying. give it a chance.
3: Give me 10 minutes. She won't even do that.
2: <laughs> that, that, that that's not-
3: I'm just wondering <laughs> if that, I'm the only one that like, has a... Has a as a partner that won't even give me ten minutes, but we'll watch Godfather Three because we watched Godfathers One and Two, and we have to watch Three. That's and commitment. That
2: four
0: fucking hours. <laughs> no, look, I mean, hey, Elaine, here's a deal: if if you don't, if you can't give them ten minutes, give them four. Give a movie four minutes. If they don't, you know what I mean? If if the snakes, if the snakes not on the plane in the first four minutes, it doesn't matter. A good movie will.
2: funny in the first four minutes.
0: Yeah, a good movie will do it to you.
2: And so I'm just like, even if it's like, okay, Amazon Prime, three bucks. I'm just like, still, like, I don't want to spend
1: three bucks on 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I, I can understand oh, that.
0: We do a thing anyway. when um, when we're watching a trailer for something. The second it looks good, I turn the trailer off. I don't want the whole fucking movie Why being is that? because they tell you the Sometimes whole movie. They spoil it. They spoil the whole uh, movie because they're, they're, they're so competitive to see movies that I don't need to know anything. As soon as I'm like, "This looks good," boom! Like when we saw when we were watching like the trailer for um, for Outer Banks, I was like, "I'm all on it. I love it." Teens looking for treasure. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I don't need to. I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know who the bad guy is. I don't. Don't spoil it. Like I'm in. Yeah.
3: So I got a. I got a funny funny thing okay so uh so we're we need movie ideas and 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 so i'm like okay what's a movie that i can suggest that will kind of like maybe blow her mind a little bit so i suggested kids remember kids did you ever see that 1995 movie Kids? Uh, i
0: I don't know i gotta look it up
3: rosario dawson's first movie
0: Nope, not ring the bell
3: all right Damn it! Well, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> okay, it has a... Uh, it's, well, this isn't going to work, then. <laughs> but anyway, so it has a crazy ending at the end, and she, it, 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 it put it this way, it, it kind of horrified my girlfriend, and then she looked at me different. Did you ever have your girlfriend look at you different when you suggested a movie? Well, I
1: have looked at him different when he's laughing at, like, the most ridiculous or, the like, the most misogynistic <laughs> movie, right? If he's laughing at something that's, like, gross and just like rude and not oh, allowed it's in 2020 so really
3: fucked up okay so no well here's the thing so it's um it it's a, it's kind it's an indie film and it, it's very different and at the end i so it, it, it's kind of disturbing and then so i i'm telling elaine i'm like it trust me the ending's worth it the ending's fucking worth it and then so we get to the ending and the ending's brutal and disgusting and horrible and and, and it takes a while to happen and while it's happening and unfolding and it's going on, she's like, this is the fucking ending that
2: you
3: wanted to see? What the fuck is wrong with you, you sick motherfucker? And then so we got to watch some girl getting raped for five minutes, like, together, while you know, on a movie. And then she's looking at me like I made the movie. Like, I'm, I'm just like... I
0: just thought it was <laughs> yeah Tasha will take right, the well. side of any woman even if he, he, I'll, I'll, I, I know we got to get out of here. here's the thing that annoys me we'll yeah, we'll watch sorry, something I didn't mean to end it no no that. no we'll watch something and the female in the movie will be cheating on the husband and she'll find <laughs> and Tasha <laughs> will find a way to justify that and I'm like that's an adulterer. <laughs> That person's wrong. They're cheating. Well, he's uh, too busy with his work. Like, what movie were we watching? No, I don't know. Watching some. Oh, you know. Oh, you know. What we're watching. It's a show called um, uh, White Lines. Uh, it's about cocaine in Ibiza. It's a cool show on Netflix, right? And the and the chick's cheating on her husband. He's at home watching the kids. And Tasha's sticking to the women's side. And I'm like, imagine if this was the other way around, and the guy was slinging dick. You'd hate him. But because it's a f- strong female character. You know, or fighting over it.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Hashtag believe women.
0: (laughs)
2: I've always wondered, with their pushing release dates, what's going to happen to Oscar season? Like...
0: Oh um, yeah. Dave, that's your that's your money maker right there, bro. Oh no. I don't know. Look, there's going to be a huge void. First of all, this quarantine is the best time to have something in post production. You're editing, you don't need cameras, whatever. Oh, hell but yeah. if hell you yeah. just got your first project greenlit, I mean, this is just the worst, you know? It's it's the worst because there's going to be yeah. at least a 6 probably six to 12 month void of productions. So, you know, there's a lot of companies that bank projects. So obviously they're still releasing them all, but yeah, we're going to be dry come fall and winter. We're going to have a huge, just uh, desert of, there's gonna be nothing coming out, you know? Yeah, that's, i I
2: heard the the last movie released in theaters that people went to was like bloodshot with that vin diesel movie that's (laughs) and they're like oh vin diesel's gonna win the best actor award (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's so funny he's literally the only person private ryan i don't give a fuck what anybody says that's wild
1: but it is if you think about it like a lot of the award winners last year you could watch on netflix because for like the SAG awards, we'll get DVDs and stuff, but some of them, I was like, "Why are you sending us this DVD? Everybody has Netflix. Like, I don't need a DVD copy of this show that I watched six months ago." So yeah,
0: it's wild. It's I mean, sure,
1: like that—that content is like super accessible now. A lot of the really good stuff that's up for awards is on Netflix and Hulu and HBO and whatever else.
0: Yeah. But, but you're going to yeah. see a lot of projects getting made that are no, you know, skeleton crew, some cabin in the woods type of movie where they don't need Small people. crew. So you're yeah. going to see a lot Player of... Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, if they if you can shoot yeah. something like Castaway, I mean, the Castaway would have been... I mean, obviously we know you need 50 people or 100 people on set, but there's going to be some low budget stuff that, that's going to be able to, you know, okay. be made. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting yeah. for sure. You know?
2: Yeah. So, uh, well,
3: I'm just glad I got to see your guys' faces and uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Chat thanks, with
0: you. thanks for uh, checking in with us, and um, we'll get you guys on the podcast live in the flesh hopefully soon. And let me know if you're going to start producing anything. Let me know what you got going on. I'd love to be a part of it, and uh, or if you just want to call me up and Dave, pitch some jokes, you know. Dave,
3: I'm a, dude. Are you actually still? Are you still inspired to like? Are you writing jokes or? I've got Are a. Are you being inspired?
0: I got a couple. I got a couple thoughts, but I haven't written anything. Um, I'm just putting my creativity elsewhere. You know, I'm I'm just finding other ways yeah, to be funny. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, me too, man. Like, I I'm not like. I mean, I I, I got maybe three jokes that I probably wrote. You know, like that just came to my mind and. Yeah, I don't. I, it's, it's, there's no life to live. There's no nothing really going on that is inspiring anything. You know, it's like what what can I fucking make a joke about? The only thought,
0: yeah, like I'm. You know, we we always try to think what what's our unique angle on situations. My only thing that I'm coming to terms with is that uh, we we talk to people about wearing masks the way you talk to somebody about wearing a condom, and the second. Yeah. The second, like the second, we know we've got friends that are okay not wearing a mask with us. We're like, all right, fuck the condoms. Mm -hmm. We're going raw, baby. You know, like it's like it's like this underground system where some people are cool hanging out and some people aren't, and that's kind of like, are are we? Can we talk? Like we could have probably had this conversation in person, but you know, we're we're getting there. We're close. You know, we're still you know. So Tasha, so, so,
3: Tasha, were you were you the one that – because I suggested today that you guys just come over and have dinner with us. and, and So, were you a little bit apprehensive still? Because I'm
1: still apprehensive. Like, told- well, here's the thing. So, okay. my business is back to work. And I don't know that it's even necessarily – totally legal i don't know but um on the third our, our order was set to expire may 15th right and they weren't updating it and they weren't updating it may 13th uh the mayor like put out said we're we're extending the quarantine indefinitely with some exceptions with some loosening of restrictions right the one that they like had on, on all the paperwork was that retail stores would be allowed to reopen for curbside pickup only. And then as part of the next phase, they were going to allow manufacturing, some manufacturing that supports retail businesses to resume. Uh, but the official website, as far as I could understand it, and this is, I think, have been a huge problem for people everywhere, is that the leadership isn't necessarily cohesive or very clear. But uh, they had said, you know, you can begin the process of getting ready to reopen. But, you know, my manufacturing world has taken also the the mayor tweeted on that same day we are allowing manufacturing to reopen even though the like official stuff didn't necessarily say that but all of my companies are open now and I'm expected to go to work so i went back to work wow. this past week and you know i'm a little stressed about it i'm trying not to be super paranoid about potentially like contracting the virus but it's true that like once things get like Uh, We don't know because it's just happening now, like really the world just started to open up last week. But if my day one was Tuesday of going back out into the world, then like I won't know until 12 to 14 days from this past Tuesday, whether or not I've been exposed. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and so yeah, I kind of um, feel like really. I need to be just like focusing on, you know, for, a, for this whole time, we've been really good about just going to the grocery. Like we haven't been running around seeing people breaking like protocol. Um, Bro,
0: I run 20 miles a week and I don't put a mask on and people are starting to look at me.
1: Yeah. I. You're supposed to yeah. wear a mask if you're running. I, I just
3: put it around my neck just in case a cop shows up. <laughs> I, I
1: mean...
3: Seriously. Like, I don't I, think I'm it's recording. Like, I'm not going to put a mask on while I'm jogging. I it like It's probably not even good for you because you're going to be breathing back in your carbon monoxide that you're breathing
1: out. <laughs> you could get ready. one of those maybe with uh, a. I don't know.
0: No. I've, I've I've chosen my stance on the issue and I'm not wearing a mask when I run. I try to run across the street to avoid people. So I, I try to keep you know more than a 10-foot distance. But that's on them. If you want to walk outside and deal with me huffing and puffing down the road, that's on you. You take that risk. Dude, I,
3: it's, you know what's hilarious? If you ever want to have a good laugh, just, just cough around somebody.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Dude, I was, I was waiting for food uh, for Postmates, and there's like maybe three, four people around me. Like, not even close, but I just coughed because I had just something in my throat, and everybody looked at me like, uh, you know, like...
0: How dare guy you.
1: Guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. No, it's a but, time. I mean, yeah, like... I lay, I lay, It's, it's, it's tricky out there. It's scary. Like everybody's, I think doing the best that they can, but nobody, I think, especially in my circle, like at work, I don't know that anybody knows anyone who has actually gotten it. I know, oh, so, like people I in don't. New York on my Facebook, I know who have gotten it, but like I don't know anyone locally who has gotten it. So Got to go
0: outside and get your sun and fresh air.
1: No, but I think in general, like everybody has a different attitude, and you don't know what other people's attitude are when you are with them. Like you don't know, like is this yeah, person right. practicing proper social distancing? Are they being extra diligent or not? Like every time you, I'm raw yourself, dogging it, baby. Every time you put yourself around yeah, it's so another funny. person. Yeah, it's so funny. You don't know. It's, it's so funny, Tasha.
3: Tasha is taking on the pretty much the exact attitude that Elaine is, and Dave is taking on the attitude that I have. <laughs>
2: like, dude,
3: uh, Elaine is being because I asked Elaine. I was like, you know, I want to. I'm going to be flying out hopefully in August to go see my family in Jersey and Philly and everything. And uh, yeah, Elaine's no. like, nope, not going. You know, so dude, yeah, it's, it's going to be a bunch of different. I, look, I, if I, I'm of the mindset. If I get it, I'm going to be fine. But I, I. I, I I just know that my parents won't be.
1: Exactly. My that's be. my attitude yeah. as well. I don't even know. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. It's still a little ways off, but I might sit out Christmas this year. I'm not going to go home to my family like yeah. and potentially put them yeah. at risk at, in the holidays if we're experiencing a second wave or a third wave or whatever. It's That's going to be a hard no for me. I'm not, I am not. don't feel like putting my family at risk, so I'll stay away. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, look, percent true. I mean, I was gonna say we like, gotta uh, w- we gotta wrap it up in a second because the uh, the Skype uh, recording is about man. to yeah, die on my phone. Talking, bro. No, it's we like could it. we could talk all night. We, you 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 hold the record for the longest I think three hour podcast we ever did. So <laughs> um, we need to get. Uh, I think.
3: I think- I think single, uh, non-quarantine mic was the best version for your podcast ever. Oh, of course. <laughs> no,
0: dude. I mean, that, there's not, no, well, there's nothing more painful than, I mean, I'd rather talk to friends on Skype, but there's nothing more painful than knowing, you know, this is like, uh... You know, we it's it's like having a Ferrari in traffic right now. Like, what do we? We got the latency issue. (laughs) It's just not the same as being in person. But we're doing our best, and it's better. It's better than nothing, audience. But anything you want to promote? Uh, (laughs) Hopefully, no one gets you a coffin as their postmates driver. (laughs) I I
3: got dude, this screenplay, man. I'm telling you, I'm not promoting it, but it's just. uh, I I I just I hope I'm proud of it. I think is the best thing to say. I I never wrote a screenplay. I don't. I had to like look up the fucking format to like write it, you know, yeah. like, like, what do you, where do you put what and all that? I'm sure you've written one or you've seen a million of them, but I, I'm just, I'm just, I want to do something that I'm proud of, man. I'm so desperate to just do something that I'm happy with. And, you know, I, I just want that good feeling. Again. Like, don't you, do you ever, no, I'm not even going to say, it cause I'm just going to get back to talking again. But <laughs> anyway, I'm just happy, man. I'm happy that you're happy and you guys look great. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that in L.A. you can have real friends,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Stace, you guys it's stay— so funny, when
3: this, when, this, when this quarantine first happened, I called a whole bunch of people just to tell them, like, hey, man, I'm you know, thinking of you and all that. I haven't talked to them since. I,
1: I know. <laughs> I was doing a lot of FaceTimes like, with friends in the beginning, and now I'm just like, hmm, right now this doesn't really work. <laughs> I can't—you know, I'll see you when I see you. No, real
3: quick, I'm going to let you go. Let me just say this one last thing, because, Dave, you were mentioning a joke that you thought of. I thought of this, right? I I was thinking like Isn't it going to be funny Because like You know When we're old men And all that Like we'll be talking about this This uh, this pandemic and shit And it's going to be like Oh yeah that was a tough time You know like Well you know Grandpa did, did you not have enough food Oh yeah we had enough food did you did you not have access to it? Oh yeah, we had we had plenty of access to it. We were fine. We had postmates. Like there's no real hardship really <laughs> being. they <taken
1: place.
0: laughs> are just making us you know, wait. I, <laughs> and,
3: and that's just me, by the way. There is
0: other people that are really suffering. No, but you're right. I'm for just the that. for the most part, the the aside, you know, it's a wait and see type of thing. So people are getting in their head. They're ruminating negative thoughts. This is the chance to get mental strength to get. Uh, 100%. You know, yeah. and, and so look, yeah. hey, man, uh message me, call me, pitch some jokes to me. Like, uh let's not be strangers, all right?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you all soon.
0: All right. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye. All right, See you. Ya. All right. Bye-bye. Mike Alborici and Elaine. I go just first name Elaine because I don't think she really gives a shit about promoting life. She's an HR manager. She doesn't need... Any of that? That was a nice chat, wasn't it? Yeah, that was fun. We're, this is going to be a long episode, so let's just wrap it up. Is there anything? Well, we're gonna we're gonna we still have to record our intro, so we'll just catch anything we need to mention then. But uh, okay, all, all good with that. All anything good. you want to say? Anything to highlight after our chat with Mike Albarici? Nah, it's good to see they're doing all right. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's, it's like, what are you gonna to feel hear- bad that you're having a decent time? You can't feel bad.
1: No, I mean. I- Oh, you want you want the best for your friends. You want the best for everybody. You want people to be having a good time, to be like exploring themselves creatively. You know, reevaluating yeah. their life. Like that's that's the hidden blessing in all of this is that it's given people a little bit of time and space to reevaluate their life and their priorities, and that's amazing. I mean, we'll never get this time again. You know, we've it's never crazy- been
0: so detached from who we are as like people in this because you know since the since our teen years we've, we've we've started with social media we've we've kind of had this giant experiment with social media and our phones and crazy access to this and to that and we still have that all but we've stripped away some of the rushing to go well to just i mean the,
1: when did you get your first job how old were you i had a
0: paper route when i was like fucking 11
1: yeah. I mean, I think I probably took my first job around 13 or 14. Would that make sense? Maybe 15, but like I was Kentucky
0: labor laws, everybody.
1: Yeah. You, there are certain jobs you're allowed to do when you're really young. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have, it's funny, like when you're, little, you like, can't wait to be bigger. Like when you're in fifth grade, you're like, Oh, I'm going to be a middle schooler. And then when you're in middle school, you're like, oh, I'm going to be a high schooler. And then I'm going to be a senior. And then I'm going go to college. And then I'm going to w- go to work. And like, you're always so anxious for that next phase of your life. And you always like the grass is greener, right? You think like, Oh, this next thing is going to be so awesome. And it's like, boy, I've been working for a long time. And the days and months and years are really starting to blend together and time is really moving very fast now. We're at that age where like, we're going to blink and this year is going to be oh, time half speeds up. over. Time speeds up. You know, Qu- We shut down right? in March. Our calendar over there says March. We haven't updated <laughs> it because we haven't needed to. W- we should. Right? We should yeah, Our still. trip got canceled so we started quarantine that second week right there. Our
0: calendar still says we're March. in Costa Rica.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> at Revolve Festival. Yeah. So like, you know, and it's gonna be june yeah it's gonna be june and the year is gonna be half but that's the crutch
0: like time speeds up every the older you get yeah but it's like it's a runaway
1: train and uh, uh, this does not this is a blessing that does not happen for everyone it doesn't happen for every generation but this is the thing that happened to us and it is a hidden blessing that we have i mean they put the brakes on that train they put the brakes on, and we're all—you know—we can either resist it. Boy, or you we had can a hard just, like, time
0: accepting that—that—that that, that our flights to Costa Rica weren't happening. Yeah. we didn't cancel until the night before, folks. <laughs> Tasha had a she had a luau. We didn't
1: cancel until they closed the borders. Yeah, I, I would have been perfectly chill living in Costa Rica. And I didn't want to break your
0: heart, but I, I wasn't. I didn't want to cancel on behalf of you. Like I didn't want to even have that talk, but I knew, I knew. I mean, I was like, geez. "Well, anyway, we all knew, we all knew it was coming."
1: I'm just saying, like some people got super lucky and got quarantined in like beautiful exotic places on their honeymoon. Just saying. If we weren't working anyway, it would have been fine. But, um, but the poor
0: doggy would have been all alone waiting for us for <laughs> two, three months. Yeah, two Ooh. months. Um, but anyway, we're we're uh, so this podcast. No, no, you know I, I always love the saying: No matter how poor I get, I can't make you rich. No matter how sick I get, I can't heal you. So, with that said, we have to just keep trudging along, find the best in the situations. And um, I think our audience will be doing the same. A lot, You know, not not everyone, you know, our, our bubble in LA has been devastated with work. Obviously, ever just about all of LA has been on unemployment. But a lot of people still have their jobs and they're out there doing their thing and, you know, keep pushing along. But if you have had the chance to rethink things, make sure that the next step you make forward is with love. Do what you love to do. I mean, you, you, you I appreciate your compliments, Tasha, saying you've seen me work hard. But honestly, like Friday morning, when I get out of bed at sunrise to finish editing, it's because I love what I'm doing. I love what I'm making and I'm excited to share it. That's how I felt doing stand-up. It's how I'm going to feel making podcasts and videos. And the only thing that will make it better is, you know, when we can finally get a foothold on an audience and, um, you know, keep, keep those numbers rising. I'll say this as a call to action. It has been a blow to the stats for podcasts with no one driving to work. We've probably lost 30 to 40 percent of our listeners to be honest now the benefit there i go all right well then the people who stuck around care enough and the people that left we were maybe their fifth choice they listen to us in traffic
1: get back to normal if they get back to normal i think those people will come back and maybe there'll be a huge spike because they'll be catching up on all the old episodes we haven't stopped making episodes
0: maybe maybe and maybe maybe they just you know we were just there. you know, the the side of carrots and they're like, ah, we don't need carrots. That's fine too. But the point is, is that those that stuck around, we appreciate you. You've listened this far. Uh, for those that have been members of the Patreon, we appreciate you guys so much. Oh my gosh. Some of our, some of our listeners are so fucking funny out there. We've got people on Tinder sharing us their, their exploits. we got to save that for another episode. We have got some content coming your way. If anyone wants to share with us, uh, your dating stories. Uh, we have we have one friend. We're gonna we're gonna her. her she, uh, it's gonna be an anonymous story. We're gonna tell of her kind of meeting a guy on Tinder, and it is we, it kept us up the other night reading the fucking story. It is genius. So she's out there listening somewhere in the country. We're not gonna give give you away, but we want updates. And uh, anyone else, let us know how it's going. Uh, what what you got going on? Even you know we got some new listeners checking in. Uh, we appreciate all of you. Write in. Actually podcast at gmail.com or find us at the.sap on Instagram. And of course, the place I'm putting all of my energy is YouTube. It's the only part of what we do that has rewarded us with their boosting our content on their channel. A lot of our old episodes we've done with Cora Boyd and, and Random People. Our, our threesome episode with Jess Mulder. Uh, a lot of uh, Lee Syatt. A lot of these old episodes have lived on on YouTube, gotten thousands of views and introduced us to new audience. So if you can go to my YouTube, Dave Neal, links in the description, and then go give give some videos a watch. Check out the SAP playlist, the vlogs, the travel vlogs, all those things. Uh, YouTube is the only um, social media that's actually cutting us a check So that's where we're going to promote things. But we appreciate no matter where you listen to this podcast. But, um, yeah, go check it out. We posted a bunch of vlogs. Tasha and I had our um, cake challenge uh, that went really well. That that blog is up there. Now I'm doing a 14-day ab challenge where I'm trying to lose some weight because I'm a fat fuck and I hate how my belly looks. I have lower back fat. What is that? I'm 35. So I've been doing this ab challenge with a bunch of, you know, twenty-year-old uh, uh, chicks trying to show off my dad bod. Uh, anyway, um, trying to stay inspired out there, folks, is my point. Uh, anything else, Tasha? Oh, mm-hmm. just wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for our Patreon members. You get a new episode every week. Patreon.com/slash the sap. P a t r e o n dot com slash t h e s a p. Go find us on there if you want to donate. Appreciate you guys so much. Bye, everybody.